Morning coaches, Brian Blackman with Pound the Rock Podcast. I want to thank our sponsors again in hardwoodtexas.com. We have Huddle, Waterboy Graphics, Scholastic Steel, and Jeremy Thomas Allstate Agency and Tumbleweed Textiles. Our guest this morning is the coach at Flower Mound High School, Coach Eric Littleton. Coach Littleton has been a mentor to me. Uh, we came in to Flower Mound ISD, I think, exact same time. Is that right, Coach? This is about, I think it's right. I think it was six years ago, wasn't it, Brian? Six years ago, yeah. It's, it's gone by really fast. But he's been a mentor to me, someone I really respect. And so, Coach Littleton, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Coach Littleton has an amazing coaching background, more unique probably than anybody in, in the state of Texas. And so uh, this first episode, I just wanted to let him kind of talk about that, talk about his coaching tree and some of the things he learned from his mentors. So, Coach, go ahead. Go ahead and start us off with your, your coaching background. Well, I have, uh, to begin with, Brian, it's good to be here. I appreciate you, uh, you calling me, and I've enjoyed our friendship and look forward to uh, more years together and coaching with you. I, uh, I grew up in a small uh, country town in southeastern Oklahoma. Uh, my graduating class had 30 kids in it. It's called Latta, Oklahoma High School. Uh, my high school coach was a guy named Gary Stidham, and Gary Stidham uh, is the reason that I coach today. And by the way, Coach Stidham is retired now and uh, spends most of his time or a lot of his time down in Flower Mound with me, helping me with our kids. Wow. All of our players... Have, have the privilege of uh, uh, getting to know the guy that is, uh, is the reason I'm coaching today. I jokingly tell all of my parents, if you're mad at me, uh, it's Coach Stidham's fault. Because <laughs> uh, but Coach Stidham is interesting. Coach Stidham, uh, I grew up being a huge North Carolina fan, and this is before the advent of ESPN and the 24-7 news cycle, but I uh, would stay up late to watch any basketball games on tape delay. And so my mother and father bought me a VCR when I was in fifth or sixth grade. We only had three channels on the television. But any time a North Carolina basketball game was on television, my, uh, I would record it, and then I would watch that game over and over and over until uh, the next Carolina game uh, was on television. And I just developed an incredible admiration for Dean Smith. Uh, I, I was never really uh, huge about basketball players. I always wanted to be around basketball coaches, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. I wanted to be a coach. And so long story short, of, uh, in 1980, um, I don't know, 82, 83, I'd have to go back and do the math now, a young assistant at North Carolina began recruiting a kid from Jinx, Oklahoma High School. The young assistant at North Carolina, uh, his name was Roy Williams. <laughs> And uh, this, this young assistant named Roy Williams recruited Steve Hell from Jinx, Oklahoma High School to go to uh, North Carolina. Well, my high school coach, Gary Stidham, knew Steve Hell's high school coach, Joe Holliday. And so Coach Stidham introduced me to Coach Holliday, uh, who in turn introduced me uh, to the North Carolina coaching staff. And that led uh, me to the opportunity to be a manager at North Carolina. I think a lot of people make more of that than they should. I, I try to emphasize, I, I try not to oversell that experience. I was, by all measures, at the bottom of the North Carolina food chain. But, uh, but I was in the house, <laughs> uh, got to pick up jock, <clears throat> I got to pick up jock straps and hand cups of, waters, uh, cups of water to really good basketball players. And even more importantly, I got to be in the gym every day around coaching legends and uh, uh, I, I was a pretty good student. I was the first guy there, the last guy to leave. 
and uh, worked really hard at it and had a wonderful experience uh, during my time in North Carolina. And then, of course, that really opened up doors for me for the rest of my coaching career, and I, I remain uh, indebted to Coach Didham and Coach Holliday and, of course, Coach Smith and the North Carolina coaching staff for giving me that opportunity because it's, a, it's an opportunity that a lot of young guys don't get. Oh, man, that is, that is outstanding. And probably looking back on it now, uh, you don't realize how much that affects you and who you are as a coach until you start coaching. So why don't you talk about just a few of the takeaways, just the kind of the day-to-day operations of that program, what Coach Smith and Coach Williams, even now Coach Williams is doing, that make them great. You know, Brian, the, the thing that really stuck with me uh, from the outset is you hear a lot about the Carolina family. And I think some people uh, may roll their eyes at that sometimes, but it's real. Uh, keep in mind, I was simply, uh, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I was at the very bottom of that food chain, the Carolina basketball program, picking up jock straps and handing up cups of water. But uh, Coach Smith created this family environment where everybody felt valued and everybody felt respected and the players treated me with great dignity and respect. Uh, the coaching staff loved me. Uh, the coaches' wives loved my high school sweetheart who was my wife. Marcy <laughs> went to Carolina with me. We got married really young. Uh-huh. And so that coaching staff just wrapped their arms around Marcy and me and loved us as if we were their own. And at the time, uh, if I'm being totally honest, I'm not sure I recognized how unique that was. I just assumed that everybody did that. Right. And as I, as I left Carolina and moved on to other opportunities, I had the chance to meet great people and work for great men. Uh, but I began to recognize that there were a lot of guys who had experiences in college that were fundamentally different than what we had at North Carolina. And one of the interesting things for me today, as I, uh, quite honestly, am approaching the end of my coaching career, uh, I maintain relationships with Carolina guys that played at North Carolina. You know, George Lynch is there in Dallas, and he, uh, he and I have a really great friendship. Uh, I talk to all the former Carolina players who are coaching around the country, some of whom I've actually never even met personally, but simply because I worked for Coach Smith as a manager. If I give him a call... I always get a, call, a phone call back. Uh, just this past summer, interestingly enough, I, uh, I was on the Outer Banks of North Carolina and uh, was able to bump into a former assistant coach at North Carolina back in the 60s that I'd never even met. Wow. And so it's just, it's just really interesting how this family tree continues to grow. And the way that impacted me is I wanted to make sure uh, – that I tried to cultivate something like that at Flower Mount High School. I want to create family, and uh, it taught me, I, I guess, the takeaway, in short, is is that culture really does eat strategy for breakfast. Urban Meyer coined that phrase, I believe, years ago, uh, the, the legendary football coach now at Ohio State, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, I, but I believe that. I believe that culture eats strategy for breakfast, and I think that Dean Smith and the North Carolina basketball family are a great example of that. Man, that is that is so cool. And knowing that you wanted to be a coach and the opportunities that uh, your high school coaches allowed you to get to, to to do that there at North Carolina, and then y- your wife being willing to move there, that is just that is so cool. And uh, that is uh, something that no one can ever take away from you as far as those experiences. Well, what what happened next? Where where did you go from there? How long were you at UNC, and then? Where, where did you go next? 
Well, I graduated from UNC, and I was staying on as a, uh, I guess, a student assistant slash graduate assistant. So I started graduate school, and at the end of my first year of graduate school, uh, Coach Guthridge called me in and said, there's an opening at the University of Arkansas Little Rock. Uh, We think you should take the job. And, uh, uh, of course, I was young and excited to to get out and go chase after my coaching career. And so I moved to Little Rock uh, and worked for a a fantastic guy. His name is is Jim Platt. Uh, Jim had been a, a long time a long time assistant at DePaul University in Chicago, uh-huh. and Jim uh, right now Jim right now is at Tulsa University as an assistant. But I had a chance to work for Jim, and I was really blessed because Jim was a man of deep faith, uh, a man of deep integrity, and he was able to continue for me that that mentoring that Coach Smith had begun. And uh, Coach Platt and I remain in close contact even to this day, and so we had a chance to work there. In the Sun Belt Conference, I was one of the youngest uh, assistant coaches in Division One basketball. Uh, the first scouting trip that I went on after I got off the airplane and went up to the counter to get my rental car, we discovered I was too young to rent a car. <laughs> and the, it, it, it took a couple of hours with our uh, uh, finance officer back in Little Rock on the phone with the people at the uh, Avis Car Rental Center. We actually had to get a booster of ours involved who worked for who was an owner of the Avis Car Rentals to even let me drive a car because I couldn't, uh, I just wasn't old enough yet to wow. drive a car. And they, <laughs> they weren't going to let me drive by myself. Uh, but anyway, so Little Rock was a great experience. After Little Rock, <clears throat> uh, Edmond, Oklahoma opened up a brand new high school, a 6A high school, and uh, they hired me as Edmond North Oklahoma High School. And once again, I, I've been a really blessed guy. I walked into just a fantastic scenario. Edmonds North uh, had great players, great families, great kids. And one of the other uh, things that happened there was that the school across town was the winningest high school in Oklahoma high school basketball history. And they had a Hall of Fame coach there named Mike De La Garza. And so Mike De La Garza had built this culture of winning in Edmond, Oklahoma, that we were able to just jump on and ride his coattails to a lot of success uh, at Edmond North High School. Wow, that's really great. I think uh, one of the things that I respect most about you is, you know, you're just a a coach that is always willing to give back. Like every every time I, I contact you, you call back every time. Uh, we want to talk basketball. You're open to it. You're a lifelong learner. Why don't you talk a little bit about um, maybe the the opportunities that you've had and how that's impacted that kind of fostered that mindset in you to be a lifelong learner? Well, well, I think that really came from a really good parents, quite honestly. Uh, I grew up in a family of deep faith that really emphasized service to other people and I uh, had a father who was an Army veteran and uh, served in Vietnam. And so everything we did, uh, I grew up hearing, it's not about me. It's about the people around me. And so I was the product of, of really good parenting to begin with. But after that, uh, having the chance to work for Coach Smith in North Carolina and that Carolina coaching family, uh, to work for Jim Platt at Arkansas Little Rock, and then to go to Edmond to begin my head coaching career at Edmond North High School, uh, I recognized that I was the recipient of incredible uh, kindness and incredible grace and incredible mercy and incredible sacrifice from so many people, beginning with my high school coach, Gary Stidham. And um, uh, I just felt it was incumbent upon me to give that back. Uh, and so I love talking hoops with anybody who will talk. 
Uh, I love having those conversations. Uh, but I think part of that was just spliced into my DNA <laughs> at an early age by, by, by my mother and father. And uh, my goal as a parent is to try to raise kids who have that same heart of service and selflessness and sacrifice, but also to try to instill that in my players as well. Absolutely. So we talk a lot about that. We talk a lot about that with Flyermouth High School right now, and we're lucky enough to have a lot of kids and a lot of families at Flyermouth High School who really buy into that selflessness and that service and that sacrifice that uh, I'm afraid today comes across often as a cliche. Uh, but I think that we're trying really hard to embody that at Flatmouth High School. Yeah, well, it, it it gets easier when you and your staff are embodying that every single day as well. When you when you're the guys that are you know living that out, then it's easy for the kids to jump on board because they know that that's what's expected, that's what's accepted. And when they don't, you know, when they don't do that, then obviously uh, you and your staff do a good job of of pointing that out and and. Uh, making sure that those guys know that, hey, this is how we're going to be, this is who we are. And that, that kind of goes right into our, our second point, which is the you know your coaching philosophy. And so to start the next episode here, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about coaching 